you are about to listen to Pastor Tunji Oladimeji, the pastor in charge of RCCG The Royal Court. Listen and be blessed. Jesus, we thank you. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' mighty name, we are worshipped. You know one part of that song to be Chuku said, even before I pray, Jehovah God answer me. To be Chuku, He has done for me. Hi. The time. He said there were times when I couldn't sleep because I was worried. You know that song is just about two weeks ago, right? Oh, it's not long. It's a message one, not an You know, I was, how did I find that song? I was looking through, it was TikTok. And I saw somebody who moved a container. And he wrote it there that his fear was that the container would sink. So, but as the container was betting, he was singing that song and dancing that what he thought would sing finally birth. And you see, for us, a lot of times as believers, we worry ourselves to death over what God has concluded. It is because God has made up his mind that you will be alive today. That's why you're here. Do you understand? It is because God has made up his mind that you will not be scavenging for food. That's why you have food in your fridge. That's why you have something to eat. You're worried about your health. But God sorted it out. You who they said will die. You who assumed you will die. But you are here today. So from the depth of your heart, I want you to not have someone tell you what to be thankful for. I, I want you to be thankful because the Lord is good. Because His mercy endures forever. Brethren, why don't you lift your voices? Why don't you search within your heart? Why don't you just give Him praise? Just give Him praise? Just give Him praise? Because His mercy prevailed. His mercy prevailed for me. His mercy prevailed for us. His mercy prevailed for my family. His mercy prevailed for my marriage. His mercy prevailed for my career. Your mercy prevailed, oh Lord, for my health. Your mercy prevailed for my ministry. Your mercy prevailed for my wife. Your mercy prevailed for my children. Your mercy prevailed over this church. Your mercy prevailed in the payment of our bill. Your mercy prevailed over Nigeria. Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we give you praise. To be chuku. To be chuku. He has done it for me. If he has done it for you. To be chuku. Why not sing with me? To be chuku. To be chuku. He has done it for me. To be chuku. To be chuku. 
tomorrow but God is already in your tomorrow because it's the the one who has done it before who will do it again because it's the same yesterday today and forevermore why not give him praise just exalt his holy name Lord we thank you Lord we thank you one more time God has not done it because I said God has done it. God has done it because even before you and I were created, he has done it. And that's why I like to say, That I was born blessed. Because everything that I need to live a fruitful, to live an effective life, before I was created, God provided them. He said to someone that before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. I'm the one who ordained you to be a prophet. So let me look at your neighbor and say, you are not an accident in creation. God has perfect plan for you. And that's why I know that not only was I born blessed, I was born provided for. He knows what route you will take. And that's why he says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. The thought of good and not of evil. One translation says to give you a hope and a future. Another translation says to bring you to your expected end. How will you bring you to an expected end that he himself has not seen? He saw that expected end. He was there when that day was created. He saw it before you came into it. And that's why if you know God, and if you accept his verdict over your life, you will struggle less. And that's what, what I trust that God will make happen in all our lives. So that from today, struggle will come to an end. Father, we give you praise. Lord, we lift up your name. With a heart filled with praise. Be exalted, O Lord our God. Hosanna in the heart. Jesus, you're my firm foundation. I know I can stand secure. Jesus, you're my firm foundation I put my hope in your hope 
only one I put my hope The word of God is sacred That's why it is unchanging That is why it is unaffected by situation is unaffected by circumstance is unaffected by the way you think is unaffected by the things that man do father one more time we give you praise blessed be your name lord thank you for the month of january in our life thank you for february 2023 and thank you for this fifth day of March 2023. Blessed be your name, Lord. We know that you know what you have planned for the rest of this month and for the rest of this year. Father, help us to align with your thoughts for us. Every disbelief every disobedience every wrong positioning in life every misapplied grace that has caused struggles in any life and destiny represented here father today because of your mercy terminate them in the name of jesus Realign our focus, Lord. Bring us back to the center of your will, Father. Open the eyes of our spirit that will see divine allocation. Thank you, mighty Father. Let faith be built up in us that we will enter into what you have provided. Thank you, eternal rock of ages. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Can someone say a believing amen? amen? God bless you. Have your seats. If you have a testimony to share, you can go talk to the ushers. You will have time to share a testimony very shortly. So again, we're here this morning to give glory to God. Because God has done great things in our life. There's a song that says, God is good. He has done me well. Oh, my soul, rise up and praise the Lord. Because of the goodness of God, we're not consumed. Because of the goodness of God, our lives did not scatter. Because of the goodness of God, we have a leftover. So that from the leftover, we can build a giant oak tree. Because of the faithfulness of God, even though man may be cut down, but the Bible said at the saints of water, it begins to bud again. So perhaps one of the biggest things you should be thankful for, that I am thankful for, is that I am alive.
How many of you are grateful that you're alive? You're grateful that you're alive. Why don't you say thank you, Jesus? Because only the living can have a change of story. Only the living can experience improvements. Only the reason or the living in the place where you once were mocked can still celebrate. Only the living by the reason of the faithfulness of God. In the place where you were not given a chance at all, at all, God made room for you. And because God made room for you, you're the next to testify. Oh, you didn't believe. If you believe, your amen will show that you believe. Hold on. Like I said, I'm not trying to excite you. I'm only saying what the word of God says. And if you agree with what the word of God says, your life will be different. Your life will be better. Your testimonies will be evident. The proof that you have been helped by God will be an open display. And so I'm saying it with all assurance, with all boldness, that there are people seated here today who have wondered what the help of God looks like. You are about to experience one. You are about to experience what is called the help of God. Why? Because it is your birthright. And that's what we're talking about this morning. Very quickly, we're talking about the birthright. Why is it called a birthright? It's called a birthright because you were born into it. I said earlier that it's only in Ibadan. That you don't need to be a prince to be a king. So they have families and they have elders who have done well and so they promote them. They promote, they keep moving up. And that's why you find out that it's only in Ibadan that uh, a monarch is about uh, 80, an 85-year-old man can even become a monarch. The one that is very close to the grave. So you can become a king and die in uh, four months and then another king will come because it is by promotion. But in every other place, it is by birth. So you are born into it. You are called a prince. And everything that you need to live like a prince have been provided for. And I say that one of the uh, most admirable um, kingship or, 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 or kingdom or monarchy that we have in the world today that you know endears other people to it is the English monarchy. Um, in fact, we make a joke about it and we say everybody's working for Yachali. You know, now Yachali is dead. Charlie is the king. Do you understand? So one year before the woman died, the system agreed that the queen will go. So they started changing their currency to remove the head of the queen and have the head of the king. So 
everything that Charles spent from childhood till now has been provided for by the English subjects and citizens. Uh, so they have citizens and they have subjects. So back in those days, we were subjects. They were citizens. That's why they have commonwealths. So across the commonwealth, they have people who still pay tributes of one way or another back in those days. But somehow, even though tribute these days is not official, but they still look for a way to extract the tributes. Like last year, um, I, I read an article about three weeks ago where the British High Commissioner to Nigeria was saying that there was an exchange of service between Nigeria and England last year, you know, to a total of about 9.7 billion pounds. And then I laughed when I saw it because I know that there was no such business that was done between Nigeria and England leading to like 9.7 billion pounds. So, but when we, you know, went through and dig down, we discovered that it was the money from people who were jackpine. You know, so money for visas, money for test of English as foreign language, money for health insurance, money for this, money for that. So you can imagine that people who think that Nigeria is poor were deceiving ourselves. Last year alone, 9.7 billion pounds went from Nigeria to England. And if we look at it across the world, it came to about $560 billion, you know, for Nigerian going to different... And that is, of course, excluding the cost of their own accommodation, excluding the cost for those who went with their children, excluding the cost of um, um, school fees for the children, and, you know, one or two things. But uh, unlike us, where you pray that God will not allow you to be sick, they pay for insurance even before they get there. So health insurance. Because you can't stop them, they get to that place and they become sick. There's nothing you can do. You need to take care of them. They're that detailed. So you need to pay for the insurance. So 9.7 billion pounds. But that's not what I'm saying. Now that 9.7 billion pounds is to service the crown. To service the crown and the crown projects. And so people paid. Because they are subjects or they are citizens. And that's why that country thrives on taxation heavily more than any other thing. But I'm not here to teach economics or to talk about migration. I'm here to talk about the fact that if you were born as a prince of the almighty God, the bill is also the bill of the almighty God. I'll show it to you from the scriptures. Please look with me to Romans chapter 8. And I'll be very quick about this. Romans 8. I wanted to look from verse 28. When you get home, you can read all the way to 39, but I'll stop at 32. The Bible says, For we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them that are called according to his purpose. For those that he foreknew. That means he knew them before they were born. He knew them before their father and their mother met. King David had a perfect understanding of that when he said, even before my father and my mother, before they met, God was already there. When he was being created, you know, in the depth of the earth, 
God was already there. So this scripture is saying for those that he foreknew. That means there's no man, there's no woman, there's no boy, there's no girl, there's no soul that is in existence that God does not know. He foreknew them, so he predestined them. And when we talk about predestination, it means that the routes that God arranged for them to go through a particular route. Why? Because in that route is the provision made. And what is the beauty of that route is that they are made to be conformed to the image of Christ. That Christ might become the firstborn among many brethren. It was through that route of predestination that we were saved. It was through that route that we who were a slave now became children. It was through that route that a savior became a brother. That Jesus became the firstborn of the family. And we were made members of the family. That Jesus our Lord, that Jesus our savior, that Jesus the crown prince of God, that Jesus the mediator of a better covenant between man and God, that Jesus the one who shed his blood to speak what is better than the blood of Abel now became our brother. So that when Jesus is speaking to the Father about us, he's not speaking from a third person. He's not speaking from an outsider imagination. And that's why in another place, Apostle Paul was saying to the church in Hebrew, he said, we do not have an high priest who cannot identify with the feeling of our challenges in that he was tempted in every way. The only difference is that he was without sin. So everything that you went through, everything that you are going through, and everything that you will yet go through, Jesus went through. Why? So that he can be a better priest. But more importantly, so that in the process of his intercession, in his process of his speaking to the Father on our behalf, he speaks from the perspective of a family. So it says, those that he also predestined, he called... So God is the one who calls people into project. God is the one who calls people into family. God is the one who calls people into ministry. God is the one who calls people into assignment. So trust me, children of God, whatever you do right now is an assignment unto God from you. He says for those that he foreknew, he called. And those that he called, he justified. And those that he justified, he glorified. And then when the glory comes, the question is asked, what shall we then say to this thing? If God be for us, if God be for you, who can be against you? But I love verse 32 the most. He said, he who did not withhold his only son from us, but he freely gave him as a sacrifice, what else will he not freely give with it? If he gave his son, what else can he not give? Every one of us who call ourselves children of God, we're all adopted. We were wild trees. You want understanding? Read Romans chapter 9. Wild trees grafted in. 
wild trees because some people turn their back on God. John chapter 1 and verse 12. He came unto his own and his own did not accept him. But to as many as receive him, he gave them the power to be called the sons of God. Grafted in. Grafted in. So that Christ became the foundation. So that Christ became the root. So that the results that we produce henceforth will be such results as have been verified and validated by the Almighty God. The challenge is many people struggle to stay in the place where they're planted by God because they look at other realms and they assume that those other realms are better and beautiful. And that's where the struggle comes in. Because many people are trying to fit into a place where God does not intend for them to be. Failing to realize that because they were born of God, there was provision for them. Let me show us another scripture to prove to you that you were born provided for. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Can you look at someone around you? I can see one or two people dozing. So if they are dozing, just snap them and show them afterwards. Snap them and show them when they wake up. Huh? <laughs> I like to do that one. Just snap them. And so afterwards you tell them, do you know you slept all through the service? And they say, yes, just show you. If you know their family, send it to them. I tell them that these ones came to church and they slept. Second Peter, chapter 1, verse 3. What did it say? Can we read together? I want to go. According as his divine power had given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him that had called us to glory and virtue. Remember that scripture that we read? Those that he predestined, he called. So trust me, child of God. You will not have been married to that man except for the call of God. Now, and, and, and you see, that's why some people enjoy their marriage. And some people endure their marriage. You are enjoying because you went into what God has called you into. You are enduring because even when God was showing you, this is your husband, this is your wife, he or she does not look like the package. So you excuse the provision of God and you took the alternative. And it's not only in marriage. It's also in career. It's also in business. That's why some business flourish and some struggle. That's why some careers struggle and some flourish. But in the name of Jesus Christ, everything representing struggle in your life from today, they shall cease in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. But they will only cease if you realize the plan of God and you go back into his plan. Which is why when it is time to pray, part of the prayer we will pray is for God to divinely reposition us. Because until you are in the will of God, struggle is guaranteed. Daniel chapter 11 and verse 32, another scripture. Let's look at it. 
Daniel 11 and 32. The B part. If I read it from A. As such as do wickedly against the covenant. Because what God is showing to you is a covenant. It's not just a promise. As many as do wickedly against the covenant shall be corrupt by flatteries. Why do people choose alternatives that are ungodly? Why did Adam and Eve, or why did Eve go after what God told them not to go after? Because she was corrupted by flatteries. For in the day that you eat, you shall be like God. When God said they were made in his image after his likeness. So what the devil does is to use counterfeit to take away original from you. They were already like God. They were already God. If I give you read Psalms 86, he said they were made God. But situations came upon them and he withdrew the glory. Because what makes God God is his glory. Backed up by his holiness. Backed up by his faithfulness. So people go to flatteries. They start seeing what God is not seeing. And look at the B part. It says, but they who do know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploits. Let's go to English class now. Let's do the opposite of that. It means those who do not know their God. What is the opposite of strong? Can I hear you? What did he say? Those who do not know their God shall be what? I did not say it. You said it. He said those who do know their God shall be strong. And they shall do exploits. Now those who do not know their God shall be weak. And if you are not doing exploits, what is happening? You are being exploited. That is the reason why today many are exploited. In relationship, they're exploited. In marriage, they're exploited. In career, they're exploited. In business, they're exploited. In ministry, they're exploited. Academically, they're exploited. But the power of exploitation over your life shall terminate today. You did not hear me. I say the power of exploitation. The only one who exploits is the devil and his minions. The power of exploitation over your life, over your career, over your marriage, over your ministry. In whatever area there are manipulations, that exploitation will come to an end in the name of Jesus Christ. How? Through the knowledge of God. Let me show you one more scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And verse 20. And I want to read from another translation. The ASB. It says, For how many soever be the promises of God, in him is here. 
Wherefore also through him is amen unto the glory of God through us. You see, other translations will say in Christ Jesus, the promises of God are yes and amen. And so all the scripture that we read pointed to one man. It means that you cannot assess your birthright except you're in Christ. But in Christ, you find fulfillment. In Christ, you find conclusion. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 10. You are complete in him who is the head of principalities and power. Because the only thing that can hinder, that can create confusion, are principalities and power. And principalities and power, they are minions of the devil. You know, small, small demons. Minions. So what are the bat rights? Or maybe I'll give you one more scripture. One more scripture. Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4. And I want us to read together verse 1 and verse 2. Galatians 4, 1 and 2. Alright, can we read together? One, two, let's go. Hold on. Who is an heir? Sorry? The prince. Someone whose birthright it is. An heir is someone who inherits everything that somebody else had worked for. And this scripture is saying that a child who is an heir, even though he be the Lord of all, is no better than a servant. Why? Because the minder can come and say, look at your head and give him a knock on the head because he's a child. He can be eating and say, stand up and leave that place. That is a servant giving instruction. Why? Because he's a child. When the servant cook, if the servant is ungodly, he can decide to start giving that child all bone. And he or she eating all the meat. Why? Because he's a child. But the day it comes of age, and the servant tries, the boy or the girl will say, Auntie, hey, well, all right, child. You know, do you know who you are talking to? The day he or she realizes his place, or as place, or a place in the scheme of things in the house, the narrative changes. So maybe there are many Christians who have refused to grow. And so because of that, the provisions that are theirs in Christ Jesus is under the administration of exploiters until they grow. But the touch of God to cause you to grow into that plan of God, that touch will come upon you today in the name of Jesus Christ. 
What are your rights in Christ Jesus? Number one, you do not have to be sick. But if for any reason you become sick, there is a provision that has been made for you to be old. Right to divine health and to healing. Third John verse 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that you will prosper and be in health even as your soul prospered. That is the design of God for us. Genesis chapter 1 26 Let us make man in our image. Have you read anywhere in your Bible before that it says and God was sick and because he was sick he could not attend to his duties. Have you read that in your Bible before? So you have access to wholeness. But there are times when by lack of wisdom, we wear ourselves out. We eat what we should not eat. And we eat ourselves into sickness. We worry ourselves and walk and walk and do not rest. And then it begins to take toll on us. We find ourselves in environments that are toxic that the impact of that toxicity comes directly on our body. However, if that happens, Isaiah chapter 55, 4 and 5 made provisions. It says he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement for our peace upon him had been laid and by stripe were healed. So as Jesus was being flogged, one class of sickness and disease was being provided for. In fact, medical scientists said in one journal that every that the stripe, you know, the whatever that was on Jesus was categorized into 33. And all classes of sickness are 33. 32 are recognized, but one is left for what is yet to be discovered. So meaning that for problems that are medical in outlook, that are yet to be discovered. Christ already paid one. So you do not have to be sick. Number two, you have right to dominion. You're not created to be a slave. You're not created to be in servitude. You're not created to live in confusion. You're created to live in Christ. And in Christ, there is dominion. And guess what? You were born a victor, not a victim. Jesus Christ died long before ten fathers, in fact, hundred fathers before me were born. And before a thousand fathers before you were born, Christ had been born, and Christ died. And guess what? The Bible, Revelation chapter 12 and verse 11, we overcame the devil by the blood of your father, right? I'm asking by the blood of your uncle or by the blood of Jagaban. Praise God. We overcame the devil by the blood of the Lamb. 
and that lamb was slain way before you were born. So meaning that before you were born, he knew that there would be contention. He knew that there would be struggle. And what did he do? He made allowances for that struggle to deal with that struggle. Number three, which is the place where many misses it. Right to holiness. Right to holiness. Christ made you to be holy. That's why we were made in his image. That's why we were made after his likeness. And that's why we are victorious. That's why the power of perfection came from Christ to you and I. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 8. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. So in the place of dominion, everything is provided for. Confusion is taken away. Pain is taken away. Anxiety is taken away. But bigger than all of this, he has made provisions for your eternity. In other words, even outside of here, Christ made a plan for our tomorrow. Now, what is the biggest fear of anyone who receives the news that is going to die? The biggest fear is not knowing where they are going to. But if you know where you're going to, you will not be bothered. Maybe I've said this here before, but I, I shared it at digging the, a handful of times. That weeks before my mom died, she told my younger sister that when she dies, we should bury her in XYZ place. And so when my younger sister told me, I said, Mommy, kill me, you know, that's why I just put it like, and then they said, you want to die. He just looked at me and said, She said to your brother, it's your head. Something's wrong with you. He said, Why, when will I not die? I will die. And I am not afraid of death. But on the morning that she would die, that she was to go from here to there, she called me. It was so my wife is here. Now, it started from the Friday. On the Friday... As my children were going to school, my mom called them one by one, starting with the oldest. Ayo! And then he stood by the door. And then she looked and looked and looked and had a feel. And then said, You can go. And I called the second one. And I called the third one. And then when my wife was going to take them, she called and said, Can you come? I said, Carry that bag. In that bag, there's money there. And Kenji was like, Mommy, I'm all, you know, they're late for school. Is it that you want to do something? She said, no, but there's money there. Because she took a trip before that time. And she came back with money to even bury herself. Now she had called my younger sister and told her to buy a wrapper. To buy a shoe, to buy a bag, to buy a headgear. And she folded all of those things at the top. As she opened a bag, those were the things you first find uh, arranged. And the money, because she feels that on the day she gives up the ghost... 
the biggest challenge might be that we don't have money in the house. So she also brought money and kept it in her bag. So that when we're looking for anything, we find the money back. And then on the Saturday morning, I came back from the camp. And then she wasn't eating. So the minder told me, and then I went there. I said, Mama Alice, that's what I call her. I said, they say you're not eating. What's the problem? She said, Sunji, I'm going home. That's the same, just simple word. In Yoruba, said, Mo Lolly. And I said, really? I said, which house? Are you going to Lauren or you're going to Evan? So I said, if you're going to Lauren, eat for the road. And if you're going to Evan, they don't eat this kind of food there. So eat one last time. And that was that one last food she ate. And my wife was there with her. When she, you know, they finished that convention of that year, 2015. They finished that Saturday of the convention together. And she was there. And she told my wife, she said, Keji, Malo. And I said, Mommy, I won't go until Baba comes back. You know, she said, Go, there's no problem, go. And then she looked away and she saw that she tilted her head in one direction. I said, Mommy, is everything all right? She said, No, there's no problem. She adjusted herself again and said, There's no problem. She stood up to use the washroom for about two minutes. Before she came back, she was gone. And I've had mentors. I've had people like that. Who be, they knew the time that God told them they were going to leave. So they were prepared. They put everything in order. So the reason why people are usually afraid is because they don't know what is waiting for them when they take their last breath. That's why we say, before you take that last breath, make sure you see Jesus. Why? Because in John chapter 14, from verse 1 all the way to 6, Jesus said, Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. For in my Father's house there are many mansions. And so I go to prepare a place, and if it were not so, I would have told you. I said, if I go and I prepare the place, I will come back. So that where I am, you will be there as well. And if we see Jesus praying in John chapter 17, you know one of his biggest pride, giving his account to his father in John 17, you see him say, everything that you have asked me to do, I have completed. And he said something there that warmed my heart. He said, of all that you have given to me, I have lost none, except the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. He said, Father, I want these ones to see the glory that you and I share from the beginning of time. I want them to come and see what I, I told them. You know, like a child who will come to a place and tell people of how big his father is, that he will stimulate, you know, interest in the mind of his friends that they will want to go and see the father one day. He says, so that where I am, they might be there so they can see the glory. So that is to tell you that even in death, he had prepared for you. And I said, that is that hymn that we sing that says, no guilt in life, no fearing. This is the power of Christ in me. He said, from life, first cry, to final breath, Jesus commands my destiny. And says, no confusion of man. Nothing can tear me from his hand. Nothing. And that's why I wonder why many people run away from Jesus. 
Your life cannot experience beauty in the real sense outside of Christ. So why are you running away from the most important thing between your affair and God's affair? Jesus is the go-between between God and man. Why do you run from Christ? Why do you make it look like Christ is a boredom or that Christ is a burden? That his command is a burden? That his relationship with you is a burden? Let me ask you as human being, if you try to become somebody's friend and that fellow makes it look like you're a nuisance to him or her, how do you relate with such an individual? Arms length. In other words, when you go visit someone and the person will bring the head of the yam and say, this is the last thing that is left. This is the last thing that is left. What is it telling you? There's no food anymore. Come and go to your house. Do you know that that's the way a lot of us relate with Christ? And little did we realize there's no joy in life and there's no peace hereafter except in Christ Jesus. But if you're in Christ while you're here, you have everything to benefit. Let me give you one more scripture and then we'll pray. That's why beyond the fact that people run away from Christ, I wonder why people do not serve God. And I'm saying this to my friends who are here. I've been a member of the Royal Court for a while and you are not in any kind of service for God. If you look at Exodus chapter 23, 24, 25, 26, it says, if you serve the Lord your God, it will bless your bread. It will bless your water. It will take sicknesses away from midst of you. He said, none. Shall be barren. None will cast their young, and the number of your days you will fulfill. Seven promise for serving him. Seven promise for serving one person. Seven promise. All put together. Look at your neighbor and say, Neighbor. I cannot hear you say, My neighbor. Did you hear what Pastor said? Stop running from Jesus. But beyond running from Jesus, Start serving Jesus. I know one of my friends is looking at me now. You know, I told him uh, not long ago that he will be the chairman of something. Eh? We're looking at each other now. And another of my friends is looking at me now. Eh? We had conversations about something she's supposed to be doing. So stop running. Someone said nothing will ever be attempted if all possible obstacles must both first be removed. Some of you will say, oh, when I put my hand in anything, I like to do it perfectly. Guess what? Nothing itself starts perfect. We keep growing into perfection. Let us rise up on our feet.